0: Out into the world with action. How to be heard and understood. Today's episode of Someone Gets Me, friends, is some thoughts about how to actually be heard. Now, as a gifted, twice exceptional woman, I have spent a lot of my life with people not understanding me or not even hearing me, or at least me not thinking they're hearing me, right? And I think you've had those same experiences where you speak and you think it makes sense in your own head, but the response you get doesn't match what you just said, right? And I think it's important that we slow down for a minute and we kind of consider some things here on how we can be heard and feel heard and how we can be understood more fully. By ourselves and by others. So, this episode has some ideas and thoughts about that and some strategies, of course, some actions to take so that we can be heard more easily and more effectively. So, our relationships improve. Because if we're not feeling heard, then it's hard to have really healthy, good relationships. The two human needs overall are to be loved and be heard. So, to be heard and understood is important. Now, a lot of people think that screaming gets you heard more, and that's not necessarily the case. So let's talk about this. There's a difference between listening and being heard. In my world, if somebody listens, then great, they can listen. They can hear what's going on. For me, to be heard means they listen, but they also can feel into it and experience and be part of whatever the topic is. So to be heard means there's a level of understanding, there's a level of connection, if you will, to what is being said, right? What we're listening to. So I I notice it when uh, people say, "Well, I hear you," and really what they're saying, what they're trying to say, is they're listening, which is fine. That's great. But to be heard is for me. For Diane is a step deeper. Now, there's a few factors here that I want to cover. One is if you're the speaker, okay, if you're the speaker, it matters that you pay attention to who the listener is, whether it's one person or an audience of any size. Who are the listeners? Effective speakers use language that is similar to the audience. So if the audience is speaking in a certain level, then we match that language as close as possible without being fake, right? So in other words, when I am working with people in academia, because I work with people in the university setting a lot, and most of these people have you know advanced degrees, I'm going to use different language speaking to a research academic professor type person. Than I would a 15-year-old. Not because there's any difference other than the language set is different. If I speak like a like I'm speaking to the 15-year-old, to these professors, they're gonna think I'm speaking down to them. If I use too many, of the references that I would for somebody in academia the 15 year old I might miss them they may not understand completely what I'm trying to say or the meaning behind it so it matters that we pay attention to who our listener is and that we as the speaker speak in that way so when you're the listener and you want to be and you want to be heard you know you want to make sure that other person's getting you If somebody is using a language set that doesn't align with you, it's okay to ask for clarifications, okay to ask questions. So communication is a give and take. It's a back and forth. It's not sequential monologues. So many times when I'm listening to conversations or watching presentations, it's, it's like a sequential monologue. You say your thing, I say my thing, and there's no meeting in the middle, and I don't even know if there's even an understanding. I see it a lot out there in the world right now where, you know, if I say green, you're going to say red and you didn't even hear my comment about the green. I could be talking about the grass and you could be talking about a car, but we're going to argue over green or red. So it really is important as the speaker and as a listener to be as close to on the same wavelength as possible in order to be heard and understood. Another point that I want to make is that you are a very powerful being and when you let your light shine and you let yourself show up fully to any situation, if you turn it up too loud, turn the light up too bright, it could make the person, the other person squint, metaphorically speaking, too much too fast. is like being fed with a fire hose. And the human egoic response to that is shut down and, and push away. So if you want to be heard and you have a message that's important, it matters that you go into the reality of the other person or close and you kind of hold their hand and walk with them to where you want to go so that it's palatable. They can hear you. To blast people with a fire hose gets you nowhere fast because you'll just get pushed back. You'll just get yelled at. You'll just get some kind of thing happen that's not your intended goal because you want to be heard. So we live in a society that's very, can be anyway, can be very uh, confrontational and thinking that screaming louder will get you heard more when really it's the opposite. Now, that doesn't mean you never raise your voice. It doesn't mean that you don't take a stand. I'm not saying that. I'm saying pay attention to the audience, pay attention to the people that you're speaking to, whether it's one person or a group, and pay attention to how, and ask yourself this question, how can I most effectively get my message across? Whether it's getting the message across to your loved one that you love them or getting a very important message across as a teacher, as a guide, as a mentor, as a friend, or in a bigger audience. The question is how can I be most effective? Like for example, in love, so many people give to others that they love in the way they wanna receive without ever paying attention to how that person wants to receive love. I see it a lot um, on holidays and things where people will say, well, you know, I gave her flowers. That's what all girls want. And the woman's like, I just wanted a hug. So there's two people trying to express love and missing each other and feeling unheard because they didn't pay attention to the audience. Right. So it's so important to pay attention to the audience if you want to be heard. Because sometimes you can say the most profound, amazing thing in the whole world. And if your audience is impaired or your audience isn't listening or you use a language set or a language itself that they don't even understand, they can say they hear, hear you. But really what they're saying is they're listening. But if there's no understanding, then it's impossible to be heard. If that makes sense so realize that how you show up into this engagement into this relationship of whatever kind it is how you show up matters if you show up with trepidation and hesitation but your words have authority and power in them that mixed message is going to confuse your listener same thing if you show up with a ton of you know of energy And your energy doesn't match that. So we want your words, your thoughts, your behavior, your physical being, your energy, all to be aligned. You know, and Henry Ford said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So it matters how we think, what we believe. So if I believe you're not going to hear me, then you probably won't because I'm not going to say my message in a way that you can. If I believe that I have the ability to share whatever my idea is with you and you will hear me, then I'm going to be more open and receptive to a way to communicate in an effective manner. It's that simple. But if I don't believe you're going to hear me and all your walls are up, then you restrict my ability to communicate, which usually ends up not so pretty. So it matters, I think, when we want to be heard that we allow ourselves the opportunity to say, okay, how am I coming across? What language am I using? What energy do I have? What how How am I presenting whatever the idea is? You know, I'm a very, I'm a visionary. And so I can see big picture but sometimes I like to be really specific and clear. And so I've had many people over my lifetime say to me, well I told you a story about this Diane and and you know I was talking about you and I'm like, what if you sh- share a metaphor with me and I don't know that it's about me or for me, it could just be a story. You could have missed me totally. So we all communicate in these interesting ways, assuming the other person figures it out. Well, not always. So match it with your audience, right? If you want to be heard by somebody who's a visionary gifted person like me, sometimes you have to be a little bit more specific than you might think. So I'm good at saying specifically, what do you mean? Or are you referencing me when you're talking about this scenario? Or are you talking about something general? Like I'm good at asking questions to clarify. So if you're the listener, you can ask questions to clarify, give yourself permission to do that. If you're the speaker and you are not sure your listener is getting the point, or even if you think they are, ask for clarification. Say, did you know? Did you hear what I said? Or what, do you, what did you hear me say? Is what well, I say sometimes, what did you hear? And sometimes they'll say something that has nothing to do with what I said in my mind but the words I used going through their filter in their autobiography said something totally different than my intention, my words coming through my autobiography. So sometimes even the words have different meanings and clarification and asking questions and being sure we're on the same page really matters. Another point here is that if you want to be heard to show up in a way that is not um, so bright and so big that the people around you have difficulty taking it all in. Like I referenced earlier about like being fed with a fire hose, but it can also happen with just energy, right? Like people who are always moving around and doing stuff and let's go. And somebody else might be having a more quiet experience. Again, it's important if you wanna be heard, to respect where your listener and your audience are, we can only assimilate things in in a certain zone from where we are. It's called the zone of proximal development, in, um, and and I think it's important here that if I'm going to to share with you something with you, or teach you something, or try to help you see information I have, or whatever it is then I need to understand that there's a zone that you can go into comfortably. And then when I push you beyond that, it creates a crisis. You know, I, you see it in the gym where people say, okay, I'm going to start working out. And then they go and they work out way too long and too much. And then pretty soon they're sick. Or they have a healing crisis because all their muscles hurt and they don't get up for a while. And, and then they don't go back. That's a healing crisis. Or people who say they're going to heal all their family trauma in, in a couple months. And they open up too many too many wounds, too fast, and they create a real crisis for themselves. So it matters that we pay attention to the zone of proximal development within ourselves and within our listeners. So if I'm going to teach something really um, advanced, so to speak, and I have a, a novice audience, then I need to make sure that I teach in a step manner that is within those zones. So that the person can come with me, they can understand, they can, they can get it, I can feel heard, they can feel understood because I didn't just come in from some way out their place. It matters. I have a client that I'm working with who um, I've been working with for a couple of years. And this person just very recently even said, and has mentioned it before, but now it's in writing, that basically says you planted seeds, you waited for me, you had patience, you taught me things in the level of which I am in. And now I see your strategy. Now I see your gift even more so because you were able to align what you were teaching me, what you were doing with where I was without pushing me too far too fast, but also giving me something to grow toward, giving me something to stretch toward. And that's the beauty in a really good communicator. Like I know she hears me because we have a dialogue about what it is. And then we have discussion about the results of whatever it is we're working on. And I know that I'm heard and she knows that she's heard because we stay within that zone and knowing that the zone is always moving up. Sometimes people come in and they want to teach something or show something that's way outside the zone of whoever the people are. And you're not going to be heard if you're way outside that zone because it's going to seem like a foreign language. And in the beginning, it is. In fact, my very first day in in seminary, I didn't know any of the language of of the um, theology world at all. I mean, I came from a rehab counseling degree. Like, I didn't know anything about this. And they used words that I never heard before. And the word that really stuck out that first day was exegesis. I'm like, what is an exegesis? I don't even know what it is. And they were using it in sentence like everybody knew what exegesis was and not me. So I asked, "Um, what does that mean? I don't even know what these things are you're talking about. And had I not asked the question, and had I not, as the audience got clarity, then I would have missed the mark. And then the the teacher would have felt not heard most likely, right? Because I didn't get it. Well, I didn't get it because I used words I didn't know. So it's both people's responsibility to make sure we're clear, make sure we have an understanding and to realize that we want to stay in that zone. So once I knew what an exegesis was, I could do the next part of the assignment. But I didn't even know what I was being asked until I asked. So it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to say, I don't understand. Or will you please say this in another way? Or define this word for me. You know, and then for many times after that, I'd either ask for definitions or I would start looking it up like, what does this all mean? And then now I know what it all means. But I had to learn it. It had to be within my zone of proximal development in order to then be able to do the next step of the journey. So to be heard means we are willing to come out of our own self-centeredness, out of our own ego that's not our amigo, and pay attention to the other. Not to our own exclusion, but pay attention to the other. How are they hearing? Where are they listening? I, I was helping um, some people in in the military at one point years ago. And they were like, you know, help us with how to talk to these, these people in another country. And it wasn't just a language thing. It was like, how do we get our message across? They asked for our help and now they don't want it. And how do, can we get them to take the thing they said they wanted? And I said, well, first of all, think about this. You, we go in there. We ask them what they want they tell us ABC, whatever it was. I don't even remember, but it was something. And then you're asking them when their emotions are high, there's all kinds of terror and fear going on in their country. There's all these crazy things going on. And then you come in as an authority person, military type authority, and you wonder why there's a misfit. Those people are not emotionally able to tell you intellectually what they want because their emotions are all dysregulated and out of whack because of whatever the high fear level is. So, we want to take into consideration the emotional situation, the context of everything. To ask somebody what it is they want for their life when their emotions are triggered and they're in fight, flight, or freeze mode, and there's a lot of high chaos going on it doesn't make sense to me. They're not able to give you the complete full answer or even answer you at all. So sometimes it's timing. Sometimes it's realizing that maybe having a different kind of discussion at that particular time works a little bit better. And then you get what it is you know, your message across, whatever that is. So it really takes being willing to come out of our own rigid way of seeing things when we are engaging with other human beings as the speaker, as the listener. That our brain tells us that everybody's the same, you know, and then there's those neurodiverse people over there. Well, really, we're all different. We all have different sensory input. We all hear words differently. We all have a different command of whatever language we're using with definitions and nuance and understanding. Then there's idioms. Then there's different ways of using different words. There's how our heart is, whether we're open or closed to whatever the engagement or situation is. Are we defensive because we're afraid? Is our pain level so high that now we're angry and frustrated or we're diving into depression and grief and can't really hear very much? Not really. There's so many things to take into consideration. If you run in to try to help somebody and they're not able to receive it, you're not going to feel heard. And they're not going to feel heard because you didn't approach them and deal with them and interact with them in their space. So we have to come out of ourselves a little bit and be willing to say, okay, well, where is the listener mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, where are they and can they receive the message and how do I deliver the message in a meaningful, impactful way that serves both of us? So the key is to have all people have a safe trip through your consciousness and ask yourself, is my message And is my demeanor, is my way here in this situation here to serve the greatest good for both of us, for all of us, whatever the scenario is? Am I here for the greatest good? Or am I here to push my own self-centered personal agenda? How and How's that going to work out, right? Because I don't know about you, but when someone pushes on me, I want to push back. That is the case in all of us. It's like I used to work with people with schizophrenia and paranoid schizophrenic people can get violent sometimes and push back on you. And I'm like, well, of course, because if you go in and you push on them and try to force them and they're already paranoid and they think you're after them, they're going to push back. That's a normal human response. That's not anything other than that. If somebody pushes on me, I'm going to push back. If somebody pushes on you, you're going to push back. So sometimes the most effective way to communicate things is to come in the back door or to know that there's a certain level of pushing, but then release the push a little bit so that there's a give and take in order to then get in through the door. There are many more ways to be effective and to be heard and understood than railroading through with our agenda. Now, realize if you're a gifted, overexcitable, talented, highly sensitive person. Your presence in your light can be, quote, too much. It can be a lot. You've probably been told that, oh, you're too sensitive. Oh, you're too much. Oh, tone it down. All those things. So realize that you have, I kind of imagine a dimmer switch like on my dining room light turns and I imagine that dimmer switch and I go, hmm. Do I really need to have all the light on full bright for whatever the next thing is? I set my mindset in advance. So when I'm going to the grocery store, I may not be having my light on full out light. I don't need to. I can have it down a little bit. If I want to have peaceful, quiet conversation with somebody, I don't need to be at 100% full volume. So sometimes what haunts us and what gets in our way of our communication and being heard is our gift actually being turned up too high. So when you have it turned up too high, it makes for a mismatch sometimes. Right? Think about it. If you want to have a nice, quiet, relaxing evening, do you have every light on in the house and the music blaring and everything? Not to relax. But if you're going to have a dance party, maybe, or if you're going to have a big party, maybe, we want to match our brightness with the mood, with the goal, with what we're doing. Now, it does two things. First of all, we are received better, so we're heard. We are happier in our relationships because we're being heard and we're being respectful, right? it also is a great energy conservation. And that's what I teach people a lot. It's an energy conservation. I don't have to be at 100%, 100% of the time. That's exhausting. I'm not a machine. You're not a machine. It's okay to go up and down. So before anything I have to do, I go, okay, well, how much of me, how much of me, that's my inner boundary, how much of me, Is required for this engagement, whether it's a conversation with a friend, whether it's a creative endeavor or a Zoom call or a session or whatever. It doesn't matter how much of me shows up here. And then I kind of feel into it and decide how much of me is going to show up. And then that's where I set my dimmer switch. Not because I'm cheating me or someone else, and I can always change it during the interaction anyway. And not because anything's less than or greater than, but because of I am using the proper inner boundaries and the proper mindset to align more fully with what is happening in my world, I am more effective. When I am more effective, I am heard. When you are totally aligned to the best of your ability, to whatever the situation is, you will be more effective and you will be heard. And then you will be more understood. And now your needs are getting met in the situation as are the other people's needs. And it takes your willingness to be aware. Like a lot of times people who are gifted don't have really good social cues. And so they're not aware when it's time to leave the party or they're not aware when it's time to be quiet and listen. Or they're not aware when it's time to talk or they're not aware about a lot of social cues a lot of times and have to we have to learn them. Now all humans have to learn them, but you know, sometimes for some gifted people, it's a little trickier. It's harder. Transitions are harder. Things are difficult sometimes. So we want to stay in that space where we're teachable and we're able to adjust our light in the way that works. And it's actually way more fun because at the end of the day, we don't have decision fatigue and we have way more energy. And that's the goal. So anyway, I could go on about this forever because I think to be heard and understood is is a vital life thing. And I think that a lot of times people aren't listening and they're not be, and they're not hearing. So it's hard to feel heard. And I think that's why we see bullhorns and we hear people screaming and yelling. And we see all this anger because people aren't hearing them. Because some people are so close-minded, they refuse to listen. So how do you handle that? Is a statement about who you are. How they are being defensive or closed minded is a statement about them. It may not be a door you want to push on. It might be a door you need to push on, in which case you crank up the light. All kinds of options. There's no wrong way. The better question is, is it working? Is it effective? Is the benefit of all concerned primary in your mind? That's what matters. If you're focused on the benefit for all concerned, you are focused on what's good, right, and true, and higher principles, and you're willing to engage, you'll be heard. And then you can go from there. So I hope some of this has been helpful and inspiring for you, because here's what I know. I know that you're beautiful and you're lovable. I know that you're totally capable, and I know that you're fully equipped to engage in a way where you feel heard and to be the listener in a way where the other person feels heard as well. And the more that we all feel heard and we remember those zones of learning and expansion, then all of us have more peace and love and kindness and compassion in our life. And the difficult things, the things we disagree with, the difficulties in the world Could get handled a whole lot more effectively because we're hearing and we are heard. So, I hope this was helpful. Remember that you are amazing. You're a rock star and you're here on purpose with a purpose. So, go out there, pay attention. How much of your light are you letting out in every situation? And be aware that you are here for a mighty purpose. And so go out there in the world and let your beautiful, cool, funky, quirky self show up in ways that are meaningful and that show you that you are beautiful. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.